back. So, hi, welcome to Startup Out of the Box, a regular podcast. Well, kind of. Uh, about startups with Marco Silva and Vitor Domingos. <laughs> and on this episode, we're going to talk about remote first kind of uh, companies uh, because of the pandemic, because everyone is at, uh, at home right now. So uh, most of us are like we like we are working remotely, but uh, this kind of changed the the way that startups are uh, going to operate. But also, we're going to talk about how business can pivot to new um, new ventures, new areas of uh, of business for them. So how companies can actually pivot to new business. Uh, that that that's the correct one. Uh, because also of the pandemic, because some of them need to change not just the way that they work, but also the business they they operate in, and probably they need to focus on on different things. So uh, starting with that, um, the last episode that we did, if I recall correctly, it was around March, give or take. So it was in the beginning of the pandemic, the beginning of the lockdown. And uh, a few months passed. <laughs> we are at now in October. Yep. Um, how do you feel that the, the companies actually actually change? Do, do you feel that most of um, or some companies, even from the enterprise world and even startups, do you feel that they change to the remote uh, first kind of approach Or you think it's just something that you're going to do right now because of the pandemic and maybe then they're going to return to the previous way of working. Do you feel that that changed uh, a lot within the startup and in the enterprise scene? Uh, I think depending on the company and industry, uh, some companies, yeah, they, they change the, their way of working and they are moving from an office-centric perspective to a remote-first perspective. Um, but some companies, they are embracing now remote, but I do expect them to go back uh, to normal once things become normal again, if you can call it like that. Uh, mostly on the enterprise side and also depending on the country. Um, I know, for example, in some countries uh, during the COVID, we, while the government is telling people to stay work from home, there are companies trying to convince their employees to go back to the office. So because that's how they manage teams, how they, how they should manage people, they should be in the same office space in front of each other that's how they should work uh it's kind of like the old way of thinking uh, but of course like i said depends on the industry and what you're doing and um, but we're seeing a lot of companies also learning uh during this phase uh realizing what they need to do to become remote first so it's not just being remote it's or you either accept that you're a remote first company because that will change the way your company works it will change your culture it will change how people communicate with each other and it's not as easy as one day someone saying hey we're remote today uh it takes a lot of work and a lot of engagement from uh the top of the company to everyone uh from the workers so it, it is it can take a while for that to happen uh, and one of the examples that we've seen in the last couple of months has been um, one of the silicon valley startups coinbase So they have been an office-centric company, uh, like many in Silicon Valley. And because of the pandemic, everyone has been working from home. Uh, and they've announced that they are going to become a remote first. So they are working internally to figure out what it is to become a remote first company. And they released already kind of like their guidelines, what they are working on and what they expect their new way of working to be. Uh, and you have companies already like GitLab. Uh, that have already been remote first since the beginning, since they started the, the company. Uh, that doesn't mean that they don't have office spaces. So they, sure. like for example, uh, 37 Signals, they have yeah. offices in different locations in the world or in the US, uh, but those office spaces are for people that just 
want to work in a different location or want to get together with someone else in the company it allows them to have that flexibility but the default is always work from home work as if someone is working also from somewhere else in the country not that yeah. they're not working next to you uh so the rules need to change a little bit so do you feel be that uh, because because one of the things that um um, this kind of remote-first approach reminds me of the previous cloud-first approach and mobile-first approach, right? Um, yeah. It's kind of good. It's, it has this kind of a, a good buzz feeling because it, 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 it gets right into them what people are actually expecting for a normal company. But there's a lot of companies that are already doing a lot of remote. Yours is, is doing remote. Um, the company that I work for also does a lot of remote work. But... Um, the thing is, all of the previous companies, if you now focus more on the, on the enterprise level, I don't think that they, 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 they might say that they want to go remote first, uh, but I don't think that it's going to be possible, possible for most of them because they're not used to either work in a more collaborative way. Yes, they have, I don't know, PowerPoint and Google Docs and all that kind of stuff, but yeah. they don't have the culture to work actually remotely. The, because the the objectives that you give to your own employees or how you um, uh, actually manage them, it requires them to be at the office for you to see them, to talk to them, uh, to interact with them, which is kind of good for most of the of the companies. But they're not used to kind of define objectives and not uh, kind mm -hmm. of results rather than just, well, how many hours or how many days or uh, how many percentage of this project did you actually deliver? And I think that the transformation for them, for this kind of uh, companies and, and, and businesses will be around that, how they're going to transform their way of dealing with their employees in the more kind of, um, well, I think we had, did we had an episode about uh, KPIs and, and um, yeah. OKRs? Yeah, uh, because I do believe that companies need to move into OKRs rather than KPIs uh, in terms of performance and in terms of uh, uh, um, analysis of the, of the of the work of the employees but the other thing that i i just remembered is the culture that they have to talk to each other because one of the things that we face during this pandemic and working remotely is that at least i feel that is that the way that you need to um uh to put your um uh information and to put your knowledge into text uh, either an email or mm -hmm. a slack channel or a presentation needs to be quite clear uh, needs to be explicit. People need to understand that. You need to explain way more than it used to be because sometimes you just get the feeling if you're going to go to a face-to-face -face meeting or you talk to someone around the office, the coffee machine and stuff like that, you can get that kind of warm and a nice feeling of talking to them. But doing that offline and and um, in the more um, uh, kind of a synchronous way because we're all going to work at different times even if you need to go to the office right someone is going to go to the office three days per week or two days per week then he's going to work from home so it's a lot of transformation that you need to do and i don't think that most of them especially on the enterprise level their their um, business their business model and their business um, um is is ready for this kind of transformation on the startups i see that to be uh, done more easily and I think if a startup right now is is trying to figure out where they're gonna do their next office I think it's a bad investment um, and I, 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 I do prefer that they invest in people yeah. on on training and uh, getting them um, better working conditions from home um, yeah. but that's kind of uh, what I think do you think that it's 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 uh, um, uh, these startups are more ready to to work like that because you mentioned just Coinbase. Coinbase is not a startup, but it's 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 a company yeah. that that operates as a startup. Let's say. 
uh, I think startups are more uh, ready for for that transition. Uh, of course, it depends on the management and the culture of the startup. Uh, but I see that happening in different places. So I know in Portugal there was I can't remember what what the what's the name of the startup. Uh, but for example, their office lease uh, just terminated uh, last month, and the management decided not to renew and not to look for a new office until spring next year. So by yeah. spring next year, they're going to reassess, like, do they need an office? If so, then they're going to worry about it. But for now, this is, nope, we're just going to cancel this and we'll think about it again next spring. So so some companies are doing that. They're canceling their leases, just work remotely. We'll figure this out again in the future uh, and see how things are going. Uh, other enterprises, uh, I know at least one big enterprise that has offices worldwide, uh, they are already closing some of their offices uh, in some countries, but they're kind of realizing like the it is an enterprise. It's really traditional. We're talking about finance, HR, legal, all of those departments. And in some countries, they decided like, well, yeah, we don't need those many offices, or we don't need so bi- uh, offices so big. So let's cancel those offices or reduce from like three floors to just one floor. And most of the teams can just work from home. And if we see a need for a specific team to work from the office. Then we go base by base uh, for each team, um, but of course, I don't see the, every big enterprises every enterprise doing that. Uh, I know, for example, in Portugal, some companies, traditional enterprises, are trying to take their employees back to the office while the employees don't want to go to the office. So, uh, but it, it's a change. Uh, I think it's slowly getting there. Um, I can give an example of a friend of mine. Uh, he was already working remotely for two years. He was the only person in the team working remotely. And that does bring a lot of difficulties uh, because, well, most of the team, like the other three or four people, they were located in the same space. So uh, communication about meetings, uh, decisions took a while to get to him because they would forget about him. Well, he's remote. Uh, but now that the rest of the team is doing remote, they kind of like it before they didn't understand remote they hated remote but after two or three months doing remote they were like yeah. hey this is actually pretty good this works we don't need to go to the office exactly. we just need to change the way we work but yeah the office space is useless and this is also a traditional enterprise but of course their boss still wants people to go to the office while the rest of the team doesn't want to do that anymore so i think it's a culture a change and for that older generation uh, it's going to take a while Good. Uh, the next topic we, uh, we decided to bring here was the kind of how business can pivot during this uh, pandemic, uh, because some of them, they need to transform themselves. They need to look at the market in a different way, um, especially um, um, if you have a small, uh, I don't know, boutique that performs design or builds we co- uh, 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 e-commerce websites. I bet uh, that you are quite busy nowadays to, because everyone wants to have their own website and sell stuff online, which is good. Uh, I think it, it's a good transformation. But yet there's a lot of companies that obviously because of the way they operate in the market, either they, they perform a determined uh, a specific service or a product they need to pivot because uh, because of a pandemic pretty much change everything. Um, and, uh, and, and doing pivoting on a business, uh, especially after uh you being successful your with your first kind of business model is quite hard and you um as a company as a startup it's mm-hmm. it's usually it's kind of the last options that you're going to take um that's kind of my feeling when you ha- when you look at startups it's just they take that as a last option to pivot their businesses usually the most successful businesses the ones that actually uh they uh, try to experiment and they 
experiment with the business model with the product if that doesn't work they go to the next one the next one and the next one up until something uh, works i think that the best experience for that i think it's rovio um rovio before angry birds mm -hmm. they launched around 200 games so it was 200 games that kind of well it didn't say that it failed but it weren't that much known as yeah. uh angry birds um, and it took them a lot of experiments to launch games. 200 games is a lot of games before you have really good, successful worldwide game, which is still is Angry Birds. So, and um, and, and and funny enough, they didn't pivot because they decided to do um, um, still games uh, up until um, they got uh, a, a good one. But then you have companies that actually they try to transform themselves, and I think that. So uh, there's this article on uh, on Shifted um, that they talk about different approaches if you need to pivot your business into into um, well into a, a new area, a new business, a new way of of dealing with your customers. And I think that most of them have kind of common sense because if, well you don't need to panic. Uh, uh, it's it's uh, you you are in the same missions, which is making money and making your employees happy. But it's kind of a different approach. Um, yeah, you need to sometimes, ask. Sometimes for some companies, it's just that. It's just like the product can be the same, but the way that you engage the market, the way that you present yourself, the way that you do sales, that's what you need to tune and improve. Uh, sometimes that's uh, what needs to just enough to, and as well, enough between codes because it's already really difficult to do sales and pivot the way you do sales can be complicated, but sometimes it's that. Uh, it's the way you present yourself to the market and your pitch can change how people assess you and want then your product because the product is the same just present it in a different way or to a different market uh put uh, lipstick on the pig right ah i'm not i'm not going into yep. into that it's not, it's not that that harsh but the thing is um I, I i completely agree with you uh it's um how you present yourself to the market maybe you can transform parts of your projects to go towards your user base or your mm -hmm. user needs um, you don't need to transform the whole company, but actually you need to listen to first to your employees because you need you need uh, obviously their feedback, but also you need to take care of how you actually uh, construct the narrative of um, the way that you're pivoting, right? Uh, you can't pivot from building, I don't know, a product to then sell professional services or, or uh, do something else. It's really hard if you go kind of th uh, 180 degrees kind of transformation and it's, it's it's, it's tough to do that, but you can actually transform the narrative. You transform your uh, your pitch deck. You can talk to your employees, and as I said, they don't panic. It's kind of a natural natural thing to do. And my opinion, my experience is is uh, do it as fast as you uh, uh, as soon as you can. Don't wait for the last kind of uh, uh, invoice that you get from a customer or a project. Don't last. Don't don't wait for that. Uh, just think about the way that you're going to transform your company, your also your employees, your message uh, throughout the time and do small changes because at the end, after a while, you no one's actually going to notice that you're going to pivot. And you have a lot of companies very successful in the market that decided to do something. And right now they do something completely, something different, which is uh, yeah. which is a good thing. Um, like a, good, a good example for that, that you can see some uh, interesting interviews on YouTube is about Slack. Yeah, uh, Slack, the beginning was a gaming company. They developed games, uh, but they started developing internally a tool to communicate, to share knowledge between the employees, to talk to each other. And that's where Slack was born. It got to a point where Slack was so good internally that they decided, well, 
this is awesome. The game's rebuilding not so much. Maybe this is what we should be focusing on. So they pivoted from a game making company to a building a chat platform. Uh, and that's quite uh, like if you go to YouTube, you sh uh, people can find some interesting interviews and their decision, why they took that decision, their, their, their change in mentality, culture. It's quite interesting. Good. Good. So, um, do you have anything else to say? No, I think we should wrap it up by here for, for this kind of episode. It's a short episode because we're just coming back. Um, what I get uh, from Marco is the commitment that we're going to do this every single week. So expect the next episode next week that that's going to appear. Um, probably around the weekend. I think that the weekend the, the it couldn't be a good uh, a good time for us to launch the, this on social media yeah. and social networks and stuff like that. Um, and then, um, obviously, if you have any questions for our next episode, you can ask uh, on the comments on YouTube where you're going to post this on Twitter or on, on Facebook. And we're going to bring those questions for the next episode. Um, either way, this was uh, another startup part of Box. And um, as you said, we're back. 